So the challenge for you guys is to go out and find the woman who will select you to create the future population. Now that, that, that sounds really eugenic. It's not, it's not coming from the culture, it's coming from biology. Yes. You're being shit tested from within mm. at the level of the genome. That's where the selective pressure is in now. Is, 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 will you subsume yourself to this cultural pressure and give up and become extinct, your genome, your gene line become extinct, or will you say no to that, and will you find the right kind of woman? But we, we talk about archetypes quite a lot today, as we often do. We have. You want to live by offices. Yeah. And you mentioned about how um, men find themselves attracted or entranced or drawn towards archetypal images of women. Mm. I was wondering what you might have meant by that. Maybe there are particular types of women or particular types of images that men might be drawn towards, or is it simply the fact that it's not the real woman? You know, I'm just wondering what prompted this off inside your head. Well, obviously, uh, clinical experience of it, um, people coming to us and, and, and wanting help with it, and that's probably the the most obvious thing to say. Um, but also being trapped by it as well, because obviously no real woman can fulfil an archetype. I mean, that's, that's absolutely the case. And mm. at the end of the day... You know, the the trajectory should be towards helping somebody to, if, if it's a, a young man, for example, to relate to, to ordinary women. Um, that's something that's very difficult to do if you're hooked into archetypes and archetypal images all the time. Mm. So, this might be controversial. <laughs> this concept of femininity in yes. women. So that is a thing, and I've spoken to lots of blokes about mm. that, actually, not even because of like the consultations or anything like that. Mm. It's just in general, and they're like, uh, women aren't feminine anymore. Yeah. So, and I feel that. I yes. feel that in a way. Yes. Because I would presume that the more feminine, if you like, in that more archetypal sense, more of a distillation of the divine form, yeah, as yeah, you yeah. said before, yes. so, the, the, the easier it would be to access that through the individual sort of physical mortal woman. Yes. But if that's on sort of the decay and you've got women, they're going out, they're holding their VKs and their alcohol yes. pops, they've got three cigarettes in their yeah. mouth, they're going party, you know, yeah. presumably that's, that's, it's not inspiring. No, it's not. You know? and, and I agree with you, absolutely. It's very off-putting and it makes you wonder really what the quality of the relationship is between those women and their mothers. Yes, Because, yes. you know, you, you, you could only assume at one level that, that something has been trans transmitted um, between the generations that, that hasn't been uh, helpful for, for the daughters in some way. Uh, some of that will be um, culturally determined. Um, but I agree with you, that creates um, a whole other level of difficulty for young men who are out there looking for their ideal life partner because it, it will at least appear on the surface that maybe there's not an awful lot of choice or the choice that's out there uh, is not exactly ideal. So uh, it begs the question, what, what do you do about it? That's a good question. Uh, and it is a good question. Um, and I would probably come back to mothers again because, you know, in the, in the same way that it's the father that communicates to a son what it means to be a man then the same is true of of women and daughters and so i think i think women have to bear mothers have to bear again we talked about mothers before more responsibility mm. for for their own part in these things mm. um i mean it must be very difficult when I mean, you're a young man james yeah. obviously and uh you know you you'll be seeing these kinds of things out there in the culture and uh 
what would your take be? Well, yeah, well, it's, it's on both sides, isn't it? It's like we've got this crisis of young men who need to find their own masculinity. Mm. And then you've got this crisis of young women who don't believe in femininity. Yes. It seems to be even yeah. clear-cut as that. Men at least seem to believe in that force beyond them. But it's, yes. well, it's obviously massive cultural forces like oh, yeah. you know, the, the third-wave feminism and things like that That's have right. contributed they to have. this. Yes. But I mean, obviously you mentioned about mothers. Absolutely. Mm. And you should, mm. you know, to go back to a proper system of parenting with individual responsibility yeah. for mum and dad who yeah. are reflective on themselves helps the next generation yes obviously people of say my age 24 what the hell can we do about that yeah you know we've, we've grown up we're past that mimetic stage if you like where we're super young and impress upon our parents mm. what can be done individually then unless it's a case of consciously you decide okay i'm going to start the journey myself towards discovering what that force of you know, to, to be inspired by those archety archetypal images myself mm. to become like who I was always intended to be. Mm. I don't know how else you could possibly do it. Do you, do you mean that in terms of um, how you relate to your anima on the inside as opposed to an I outer think, I relationship? Think both. Yes. I think both, actually. Because of course it is inner and outer. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, so yeah. To, to go with inside and check on your own nonsense or accumulated things yes. you've had over the course of your lifespan. Yes. But also when you're talking to the woman, it's she is a distillation of the divine form in some capacity mm -hmm. so you can always access that through her yeah. of course with the individuation relationship you were talking about earlier it really highlights mm. that the man and the woman should both be working on themselves mm. in that capacity it can't be one and not the other so mm. you should leave the other one behind yeah sounds yeah. like an inevitability to me yes i i think so um it, it's a very difficult one james isn't it my, i guess my my real concern is young men getting trapped in the fantasy of it all mm. um, and even when maybe they're in a relationship where all the ingredients are there for them to to have um, a relationship that has longevity to it that, mm. that can uh, adapt and develop over time that nonetheless they may still fall back on archetypal images be because of the the entrancing power of them the the the, the strength of the pull of archetypal images mm. might still tend to take them away from relationships with actual women mm. and um i think part of uh, of being in a long relationship uh, over time is um and again we talked about it about it in a, uh, an earlier podcast today that there has to be a stripping away of projections uh, onto one another otherwise you don't really ever know who you're relating yeah. to and and that takes time it's mm. a process isn't it um it should be an exciting one it should be a, a process uh, of discovery really if you mm. enter into it with with that frame of mind um but you do have to do it you do have to do the work mm. it, it, it i think it can appear at least on the surface to appear to be more comfortable to stay where you are oh yeah yeah, but I, th I think all of us have an intuition yeah. that you can't stay where you are, especially in yes. today's culture. Yeah. It's like, really, I mean, I guess most people aren't, the average person you meet on the street still in the year 2020 might not be, say, clued up about any kind of mm. culture war in a colloquial sense mm. that's happening in terms mm. of things are a bit strange and there's lots yeah. of unconscious tensions between different groups of people. Yes. But I, th I think, you know, that's the only way to move forward is to tap yeah. into that kind of thing. Mm. Of course, we've inherited, my generation, if you like, have inherited this mess from cultural forces. Mm. It's not our fault. No, it isn't. No, and really a lot of it, and we've said not. many times, has been politicised. And mm. so yeah. you're up against something yeah. which is, you know, is, is, is very, very difficult mm. to resist. 
But it, I think it begs the question too, well, what is femininity? Well, well what do we mean by that? We use, use that term a lot, but yeah. what does it actually mean? Mm. And if we think that to be feminine is, is to be weak in some way, mm. then we might then sort of uh, think that the, the, the obverse of that is to be for women anyway to be like pseudo men and to sort of throw our weight around and to try and em emulate happened, to emulate it? the ways of men rather than to see um the strengths uh in in what it means mm. to to be feminine to be a feminine woman and they're not really they don't appear to be articulated sufficiently in the culture these mm. days it's, it's almost as if they've lost it's lost currency and uh, I guess you do have to take a stand as an individual if you want to do something about that. And that's what I'm going to say. Like, what, you can't do anything else except accept, okay, this is the hand you've been dealt from yes. the culture. Mm. You can fix it yourself. And you can fix it yourself. Yeah. Yeah. You know, people do it all the time they every do. single day. On, on femininity, like uh, I, you know, one of the reasons we're using the Lady of Shalott is it's that anima image, yes. and it's like, of course, that's inspirational to men, and we can mm. go over the edge of the black hole staring at things yes, like that. Yes, you can. It's also inspirational for women. Yes. So if you look, if you really look at those Absolutely. anima paintings, like we've used Ophelia quite a lot as well. Mm. It's like there's nothing weak about these no. women oh, no. at no. all. Yes. They have an ethereal quality mm. to them, and it's like, not that I want to follow her, but it's like. Th there's something you have yeah. obviously I'm projecting it onto you but you know what I mean something you yes, have do, that then. will yeah. complete me in yeah. some capacity no no weakness in completion yes at all yes yeah yeah just complementarity yeah and uh, it, it I think you're right to kind of imply that it's almost an energy thing as well yeah. it, it goes above and beyond the persona what a, lo a woman looks like mm. in, in terms of her outer appearance or even her age particularly but it, it, oh, it's, yeah. it, it's something to do with energy and, and what you give off as well and um, as probably harder to kind of uh, put your finger on but I think you what you're suggesting mm. is that you know it when you meet it yes you experience it in that particular way yeah. Uh, yeah. Sorry. Uh, no, no, you can. I'm going to go all biological. Yes, it's probably the do. wrong time to do it because that was a really good exposition between you two. I think in terms of the psychology of it, I think it's mm. absolutely right. Um, those things that uh, just to pick up on you, you said yeah. uh, they will be of genetic origin. Yeah. Uh, and it'll be a recognition of mm. that in other people when they pick up on energy there's yes. something that that suggests about the genome yeah. of that person which draws you towards them mm -hmm. so that that's important to understand too so you have both perspectives simultaneously the biological and the psychological will make your understanding of that complete if you go either way on its own you'll have a less complete picture yeah. it's uh, the biology is real the psychological effect is phenomenologically real that that's what you experience mm -hmm. isn't it but um, you mentioned like the, the platonic form uh, and, and all the rest of it. I, do you mind if I just introduce a few things? Mm -hmm. Yes, of course. Um, and I, this is red pill moments again, and no doubt people will spit the red pill out back at me, but <laughs> that, that's fine. But <laughs> the anima is not an inner woman, guys. Um, oh. Sorry, it's not. Um, it's not based on the f on the alleged fact, which is not a fact. Jung was wrong. I'm sorry on this that men have a minority of female genes. Yeah. That is not true either. No, not true. Where it is genetic, though, is and he was right about this, and it's obvious from a biological perspective that men are born 
with their psyches, their psychology attuned to anticipate women. Mm. And this is for the, the, the twin principles of mate and relate, which will ensure the survival of the genome, of the species and of the individual to some extent. So yes, you have, and it, it's the most clear example, if you like, of where an archetype might be biological is in the anima and the animus, but only because it serves Darwin. Mm. And, it, and then therefore mm. Freud mm. by the time it appears in psychology and then it serves Adler because of the social adaptation and then it serves Jung eventually if you can bring your relationship to a Jungian level having passed through Freud and Adler yeah. along the way as we said in an earlier yeah. uh, podcast so it's not in, in a woman and it's not based on a man having a minority female genes here's another example for you to ponder on a red pill scale if a man's unconscious, as it is, according to Jung, it has a, uh, is basically coloured by the anima, that would suggest, because the, the unconscious is vast and, mm. and immeasurable in scale, that the vast majority of a man's psychology is actually feminine, if you have uh, an inner woman. And if the anima is an inner woman, that means women are men and men are women, really. <laughs> and what you get on the surface in terms of ego consciousness is a tiny part of their personality and a tiny part of their genome. Clearly, that's nonsense. What you have on the inside is, as he said, he is right here, a biological anticipation of the other. And the thing that Jung called the anima tends statistically in statistically normative males that doesn't exclude the variation or invalidate it in any way but it tends to be projected onto women for mate and relate for biology and for, for social relating Absolutely. reasons mm -hmm. that's why so yes men do have where the anima is concerned an inner image which uh, Plato discovered you could argue and called the platonic form and it is virtual as Plato suggested and Jung believed in the sense that it is generic, that there is a baseline image and, you know, social psychologists have figured this out. I mean, and they're about the lowest of the low in terms of being contributing to anything in terms of value <laughs> to psychology, you know, academic social psychologists. But they figured out that there are certain factors that are, uh, uh, which, which will attract a man to a woman, but of course they're biological anyway and underpin the social psychologist's appreciation of what they're observing. So yes, there is a virtual image which produces this baseline. And believe it or not, it's not that attractive actually. It's so generic, you can, as Plato understood, find all women in that image to some extent or certainly an acceptable yeah. genetic bandwidth that you yep. will want to relate to but the summation of all of that is for plato mm. in a philosophical and proto-psychological sense the virtual image of the anima and that then becomes jung's concept of the anima yeah but it's biological in orientation and the the same is true for the animus, it serves for that purpose when it's personified as the opposite sex but the relating function, which is animal or animus, is much bigger than that and includes relationships to yourself on the inside, to ideas, to beliefs, to creativity. The anima operates in all of those areas, as yeah. does the animus as well. Um, these so-called archetypal images then are the closest you will get to genuine, pure, biologically imprinted archetypal images because they have that generic diffuse quality within which you could distill out from any woman. That's a true archetypal image, true platonic form. You can get any woman out from that image. If you look hard enough, she emerges. But if you look 
slightly to one side you'll see she doesn't really look like anybody I know and not even that attractive but there's something there that something is the innate release mechanism as ethologists understand it to the sign stimulus of the image which releases your interest in the object of that image which correlates with your biological drive to mate and relate that's the fundamental dynamic everything after that is an add-on to that mm. doesn't invalidate the add-ons but it is the the support that holds all of that up and and gives us our impetus to behave and to to go out and to seek actualization in relationship to a woman like that at the moment as james and Pauline have been saying you've got this terribly degrading this catabolic uh social structure particularly in the west mm. where uh, the identity of women and of men is being eroded, homogenised, disrupted in all sorts of ways. That is biological shit-testing on a grand scale. Yes. Something will emerge from that. It will have to, because otherwise the alternative is extinction. And if you think about that on an instinctive level, it will only degrade so far and there will be a kickback. The problem, or the only question is, how far will it degrade? And how many people will be affected by it? In the same way that in past generations they were affected by world wars and there was mass casualties and culling of uh, breeding populations. Now it's being engendered by the society, by the culture itself, as if the culture knows what it's doing. But there is a probably a fundamental biological drive to shit test the genome by itself, which is expressed through uh, psychology and through culture. And then it's going to see who is going to make a stand against this, against this particular challenge. And those men who can, and those women who can, who can, who can breed and who can go forward into the future, they will inherit the earth. The others won't. So the challenge for you guys is to go out and find the woman who will select you to create the future population. Now that, that, that sounds really eugenic. It's not. It's not coming from the culture. It's coming from biology. Yes. You're being shit tested from within, mm. at the level of the genome. That's where the selective pressure is in now. Is is, is will you? subsume yourself to this cultural pressure and give up and become extinct your genome your gene line become extinct or will you say no to that and will you find the right kind of woman and that's why you're being drawn to these images yes. of ultra feminine in a platonic sense and by that i mean a platonic form not that misunderstanding of what platonic love is that is something completely different platonic love is not asexual it's in addition to sexuality it is the transcendent as you were saying that's Paul, what I was saying in an individuation yeah. relationship yes, that, that builds mm. upon that it mm. is not the exclusion of sexuality no, platonic not love at all. it is as James was saying the worship of the divine form of the feminine at a psychological level at a biological level it's pushing you to create the future biologically if you don't compete now you will be doomed to extinction that's that's what you're being put under, that's the pressure. Yeah. Just as my father's generation was put under pressure of being killed in the Second World War, yeah. and my grandfather was put under pressure of being killed in the First World War, and so on back. This is the shit test that's been thrown at you guys today. This is the selective pressure that's coming from biology. Even if these politicians think that they're doing it, they're being manoeuvred collectively by the, the collective genome to, to, to find the best people, the best people who are prepared to, to combat the, the pressures of the day and to move on. Um, it could be absolutely disastrous for so many people though. It, it will it, if they don't wait up. Especially for, for yes. women and then yeah. so what, yes. what if a certain amount of the population say of women realise actually I'm 40 years old Yes now, and they've actually there. missed the, exactly. the best reproductive years. Well what's going to happen then in terms of the politics is going to yes. keep going and going and going and yeah. going. Yeah. Yeah. 
In fact, some women have actually sacrificed their biology for it, haven't they? Yeah. They've actually made, a, well, I say a conscious decision. It's not really conscious at all, but they've made a decision not to have children. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, and a lot of that has been uh, socially and, and culturally determined rather than, you know, a decision that they've come to themselves uh, in, in some kind of considered way. But uh, if, if you don't mind, I was just going to ask you, Steve, do you, do you think that um, men have fallen back on the idea of the animal and almost an over-reliance on it uh, as an inner thing and, that, and they therefore they don't want to relinquish this That's idea of being an inner woman because what's out there is oh, yeah. is not right for them in that, some that, that, way. That's a good point and I think that in that you can see a mythological trap which you get in fairy tales yes. and myths that you're presented with a fact which is the fact that you've described yeah. And there's, there's actually two choices there. Mm. And if you if you take the wrong choice, it'll be self-defeating. Yeah. If you fall back into the fantasy and the fascination of the image, it could paralyze you and you'll do nothing yes. because you'll say there is no woman out there yes, like that's, that. Yes, that's what I mean. That's, yeah. that's, the, that's mm. the dark side, if mm. you like, of the choice you're being pre uh, presented with mythologically, mm. so to speak, right now. The other side of that equation, which will balance it, and that's where it's productive, is saying, that's my ancestral memory. That's where I should be going. That's who my great-grandfather's great-great-great-great-grandfather would have understood and recognised and his genes are in me and they're pushing me to actualise that out in the world against all odds. That's the competitiveness, that's the Darwinian element, that you, that's the choice. That's you picking up your sword from the stone and becoming a man, not being fascinated and, yes. and, and pulled away by saying no woman can, can face up to this. Yeah. And understanding the anima then, not as an, inner, as an inner woman, but as a relating function that will allow you to complete yourself in other ways than just mating and relating with yeah. the biological opposite sex. It means to complete yourself fully and uh, creatively, financially, whatever it might be, out there in the world, maximise your genomic potential. But, you know, <laughs> relating to that inner image is important, but do not, do not be hypnotised by it. Yeah. Yeah. Learn from it, utilise it as a prompt for your development in the outer world. I mean, I, I thought James's reaction was interesting when you, you said earlier on that, you know, uh, that there is no inner woman, inner yeah. man, and yeah. it was almost one of disappointment. Mm. Well, it, we were saying earlier about sort of like jokes masking things, yes. stuff like that. That was obviously, yes. well, it was a joke, but also it's like, yes. well, yeah, I yes. get it. I, I, yes. I've, I've been there as well myself yeah. before, spoke to many mm. people. Mm. It's like, even like um, pornography, for, mm. for example, yeah. mm. when you get, you know, the women that you, you see are perhaps actually having their bodies physically augmented to appear yes. more desirable it's yes. like, well, where, where is that desirability yeah. where is it rooted within us for them well it's right down in the genome again it's his instinct yes. yeah it is. So, so of course in that context yeah. and then it's like well you know take the whole personal equation in, into a whole personal context in, into account it's like i can't go out there and talk to these women because of xyz reasons mm. i'm going to turn towards the women in my imagination yes of course stories the women Absolutely. on my dodgy smart website yeah, yeah. And yeah. that's, a, that's yeah. the cathexis of libido that freud talked about and it mm. ducks off into pornography and satisfies yes. instinctive pressure but it doesn't because it doesn't complete the instinctive goal yeah. which is why you have to do it again mm. and again and that's the repetition compulsion which adds up to being porn addiction it's as simple as that and it, if you address your relationship to women in the outside world that's the challenge that's where you have to pick up your phallic sword and go out and do something with it you will not have that interest in pornography and that's for masturbation that's a normal release of biological energy mm. It's preparation. You have that build-up to impel you to act it out in the world competitively. Yeah. That's what it's for. 
that, that's its instinctive pressure. If you think of that in an archetypal sense, you'll just lose the plot, you'll get hypnotised by images and by fantasies, and you'll miss it. You'll miss what's actually happening inside you. Thank you for watching this episode of Young to Live By. If you haven't already, make sure you download our free PDF for integrating your shadow. It includes the most advanced theory on the topic available anywhere on the internet, as well as a full practical breakdown. If you've ever wanted to integrate your shadow, this is honestly the way to do it. Thanks again for watching, and take care.